Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Are you ready to get serious about your next great beginning? Become a part of Larry's Dream Intensive Mastermind. It's a dream team for your serious-minded dream. Find out more at dreamintensive.com slash mastermind. Episode 31 of the Reinventure Me podcast. Well, are you on LinkedIn? If you're not, you should be. And I'm going to be visiting with one of the world's renowned experts on LinkedIn. Vivica Von Rosen joins me in this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, hello and welcome to episode 31. That introduction from Jim is only half right because your host, Larry Gates, is here and Armin Asadi is missing in action today. But in his place, I, I have a terrific guest that I can't wait to introduce to you. Uh, you will want to listen to every word that Vivica Von Rosen has to say about uh, diving into LinkedIn. Personally, I have found that in any kind of transaction, whether it's to try to meet someone, to maybe sell something to them, meet someone to learn something from them, or meet someone in order to find your next great beginning, I have found that personally LinkedIn is one of the most powerful tools that you can use. And that's what this show is going to be devoted to talking about today. And I couldn't be happier to have uh, Vivica Von Rosen. She is the author of LinkedIn Marketing An Hour a Day. Uh, welcome, Vivica, to our show. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Well, it's uh, just a delight to be able to speak with you again. It was many years ago that we <laughs> we met, and uh, and since then, uh, you you were just diving into the LinkedIn thing. I think when yeah. we first met. And yeah, I think I was. I, didn't I still have a day job? <laughs> At least one. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Vivica is the CEO of LinkedIn to Business. She hosts the biggest LinkedIn chat on Twitter. She's considered one of Forbes' top 50 most influential people and one of the top 20 most influential people in social media. She has amassed more friends on LinkedIn than I can even imagine, 30,000 first-level connections, and I'm sure you keep up with them every day. Is that right? Well, yeah, every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, she has a network of over 38 million people on LinkedIn, 86,000 followers on Twitter. That's um, 84,000 more followers than me. <laughs> and, and she's well has taught well over a hundred thousand people, and uh, she is here to speak with us about LinkedIn. So, Vivica, again, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you so much. Well, we are talking today specifically about LinkedIn, but this whole podcast is about what's next in life. And for the for you to get some background on on Vivica and also some of the things that she's going to be saying, you can visit our show notes 
at reinventure.me slash 31, because this is episode 31. And of course, if you want to leave a comment or you have a question or anything, you can just put it right there at the bottom of the show notes. You'll find a comment field. You can, you can do that. But uh, Vivica, we like to start off every show with a quote that inspires us. And, uh, and we call this our Inspire Me segment. And we have a nice little <laughs> jingle that goes Love with it. that. <laughs> So just to kind of warm us up, what's a quote that inspires you? You know, um, and and I, I almost feel this is old hat because it's the quote I always give on every interview I always do. But there's a reason for it. There's a couple reasons for it. So the quote itself is from my friend Bob Berg, and it's all things being equal. People do business with people and people refer people they know, like, and trust, mm. which seems very businessy and not very inspiring or maybe it is, but the inspiring part to me is Bob has been a mentor of mine since the beginning. Um, I, I think a big part of my success comes because Bob was there to kind of bolster me up and help me out along the way. And, um, I met him through social media and also the whole idea about building relationships and building that sense of no like and trust um, lends itself not just to you know doing more business, but it lends itself to the relationships you need when you're in transition, when you're creating a, a new reality or new business for yourself, which is exactly what I did. You know, what is it? 2014, seven years ago. Yeah, and I yeah. think you were just in the midst of that when I first met you. We had a we had a wonderful chat in the coffee shop there in yep. Colorado. I remember that it was a beautiful day. <laughs> And boy, I thought, wow, that's, that's really cool. She's going out and, and diving into this. Well, it was kind of new at the time, LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, it was, it was definitely newer. Um, especially when, when we see how much it's changed and grown over the years, but it, yeah, it, you know, it was a combination of good timing, um, seeing the opportunity, being able to dive into something new and, and taking the risk and, and leaping. But, um, I've been, very, very grateful for my track here. Yeah. Well, your comment about Bob as your mentor and, and you met him on social media and that's, that's terrific. I mean, we've been talking on the show how important networking is in mm. getting to your next great beginning. And, and there's a, a tremendous amount of talent and people who are willing to help others that yeah. you will maybe not even meet in real life. Right. You know, you're, and I think that's how we met. I think we connected over social media first and yeah. then ended up meeting in real life uh, in Colorado as well a long time ago. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I think our listeners would be as well to get some of your backstory about you, you became this LinkedIn expert now and you're traveling all over advising some of the top companies across the world on how to use LinkedIn. And how did you get from where you were to where you are yeah. now? I mean, what were you doing before you decided to become the, the LinkedIn maven? <laughs> I was, um, yeah, you know, and like I said, opportunity, timing, luck. Um, at the time I was running a business center and what turned me on to LinkedIn, what I, what I really liked about it when I learned about it was the fact that it, it took my face-to-face -face networking that I'd used to double my business in a year, actually locally. It kind of put that on steroids because mm -hmm. we had a, um, we had an online or a virtual aspect to my business. I, uh, running a business center, um, you know, basically answering phones for and giving uh, temporary office space to startups and entrepreneurs, et cetera. Um, was that your own company then that you were doing that? 
I was part owner in okay, it. Okay. Uh huh. Um, yeah, they had they had hired me on um, to to grow the business because my marketing background. Um, but what I discovered about myself, it's always good to know things about yourself. I'm really bad at managing people. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of people that are bad at managing people. <laughs> I mean, I had to manage the other owners. I had to manage my oh, staff. Sure. I had to manage the, the employ, the, uh, the, the, the members. So, right. um, yeah, I was not, I was not great at that part. I was good at marketing the business. Hey, that's enough to manage myself. I don't need all these exactly. other people running around, right? <laughs> Manage myself and my family. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So did you reach some point where you go, enough is enough. I'm going to strike out on my own and do my own thing. And how did that yeah, happen? Yeah, it wasn't, it was clear and it wasn't clear. Um, what, what I was able to do for a long time was run both businesses. So, mm -hmm. you know, I had my day job and then because what I was doing on LinkedIn was actually serving my day job and getting both of us more visibility, I was allowed to continue to do it. Until the point where I realized, you know, if I if I cut the tethers, um, I have a lot better chance of of really growing this and creating my own branding. There's some personal stuff going on then too. We mm -hmm. won't get into. Right. But let's just say it came to the point where it was really obvious that it was time for me to move on. It was time for me to create a new business. It was time for me to to you know move uh, where I was living. And yeah, it was just it was it was time to move on. Yeah. So obviously, as a person who's moved into LinkedIn, I'm guessing you use LinkedIn to get to your new business idea. Well, yeah, I mean, and I've been very fortunate again, you, you start early in something and you can, you can really establish yourself. I was, I was fortunate enough to uh, get the name LinkedIn expert okay. um, because it wasn't available yet. Well, Twitter wasn't even around when I started. It mm -hmm. wasn't taken on LinkedIn. And when Twitter started, it wasn't taken on Twitter. I missed it on Facebook, unfortunately, but um, I was able to get that name. And, you know, I spent many, many years trying to live up to that name mm -hmm. and, and that's probably another, the hubris of, of, isn't, of isn't that of, irony? Uh, yeah. It's, there's a little irony there as you wake up every yeah. morning and you go, wow, am I really everything I say that I am? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or as I like to say, don't you know, you know, don't, don't, don't you know who I think I am? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Nobody would buy it if they saw what I thought about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, we might have so, some listeners that are not quite sure what LinkedIn is even all about. Can I, you just talk about that as a social platform for a minute? Sure. Absolutely. So LinkedIn is, is um, for people who've never used it before, I, I say it's Facebook for business because almost everyone's used Facebook before. Uh, it's, it's very much business-based. You're not going to see a lot of cat videos. You're not going to see <laughs> a lot God. of, um, <laughs> unless I post a picture of my cat. But um, you're usually just going to see business content. And I like to, like I said earlier, it's, it's a little bit of that business networking that you've always done, um, probably, whether it's, you know, chamber events, after hour events, association events, trade shows, conferences. It's that, that concept, um, blown up on steroids because now there's over 300 million users. So I always tell people, don't be afraid of LinkedIn because it's a new technology. Just think of it as a better way or an additional way to communicate with those folks who you want to be doing business with, mm -hmm. you know, potential employers, potential partners, potential employees, uh, prospects, clients, etc. It just allows you to find them and to interact with them a little bit more easily because it has that friends of friends. In fact, it has that friends of friends of friends aspect to it. So you can see that, you know, okay, I know Larry, 
um, and, and Larry knows John and I want to be introduced to John. Well, now I have a vehicle for doing that a little bit more easily. You know, that's been one of the best parts of LinkedIn that I found is that when I go to meet somebody, I'll find, oh, we have all these connections in common. And then we can ask, how do you know that? So you start connecting the threads and you find common areas of interest. And I reached out and successfully connected to one person that I wanted to meet. And I simply said this, we have 36 connections in common and yet we haven't met. So we should probably fix that, that, you know? And, I'm uh, feeling that. I like that. That's great. And it really worked. It worked well because it's like, well, if we've got that many people already in common and we haven't met in real life, yeah. then, uh, you know, it's probably worth talking because we're in the same circles. Absolutely. You know, and that reminds me, one of my favorite tools on LinkedIn is the introduction tool, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got 30,000 connections. I should be getting... 15,000 or 150,000 introduction requests a a, a week, and I might get one or two. So people Mm -hmm. just aren't using it, I think, because they can't find it. Well, I think um, you you mentioned it earlier. I think um, not to be afraid of a new tool because it's a new technology. I think there are probably people that I I know that look at LinkedIn, and there are so many different aspects of it that you you sign up for the account. You kind of get over your initial apprehension of doing that. So you sign up for the account, and then immediately – you're, you're told to do all this stuff to make your profile and what are these feed things and what are these group things and what is all yep. this other stuff? Um, break that down, Vivica, for somebody who maybe doesn't, maybe they have an account on LinkedIn. They haven't even loaded up a profile picture and believe it or not, I still quite, quite a few people yeah. that, that don't have profile pictures and, and a few people in fairly infor- influential roles where I've looked at and, and they're not on LinkedIn yet. So there might be some that are saying, well, maybe I want to get there, but I'm a little intimidated What's the, what's kind of the minimum entry here? Kind of set it, make it a little easier for those that, that haven't tried it yet. Sure. And <laughs> it's really important you upload a photo and there's no excuses anymore. You know, we have cell phones and we can, if you take a hundred pictures, one of them is going to be decent. So, um, you absolutely <laughs> want to upload a photo. Is that and a guarantee? For, <laughs> yeah, I guarantee it. Especially from the drivers, the motor vehicle division, right? You can always get one from those guys. It's decent. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They know there's always Photoshop can make you look 10 pounds (laughs) lighter. But mainly though, I'm kind of joking, but you want to make sure that you're recognizable by your photo. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if you, if you go to an event and no one recognizes you because you threw up your 1977 photo, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be effective. It's about that name face recognition. Obviously put your name in there, make sure it's spelled correctly. Um, uh, There's something called a professional headline. So, That is, by default, title at company. Now, a lot of people in transition um, don't have a title at a company. They work for the company. I I hear, I see titles that say, you know, CFO in transition or CFO seeking. Do you recommend that for people who are in transition, or how would you suggest they frame their professional title if you're in transition? You know, if you're in transition, it depends on what you're moving into. Executives, I don't feel need to do that. Um, and software engineers don't need to do that because, you know, those executives, because uh, I really don't think it demeans you personally, but let's face it, recruiters are weird. Um, and then, <laughs> I love recruiters, but, mm-hmm. and, and software engineers don't need to because, like, we, they're in such high demand. Um, so in some cases, I would just focus on your skills. And on your skill set. So, you know, CFO with 10 plus years, don't put experience. Everyone knows what that means. Mm-hmm. With 10 plus years um, in, you know, in growing small 
to medium-sized startups or, or dealing with large multinationals or whatever it is. So you can use that more to describe who you are um, and who you serve as opposed to CFO ser- seeking a new position. Well, let's get really... So that's- Let's get really down practical here. Let's suppose somebody is already on LinkedIn. They have, you know, an average number. I don't know. What is the average number of connections of now? I think three or 400. Three or 400. I think I heard you say in a workshop that you thought that that was a rather ideal number. Yeah, I think it's it's a widespread, but I think between 300 and 3,000. Yeah. And the reason for that is some people, you know, having a small network is the new black. Um, Some people just truly only want to connect to people they know. Yeah. And that's fine. I know that's those are called closed networkers, right? In the the LinkedIn term. And yeah, absolutely. Because you're only connecting to people you know. The only downside of that is it means you're less visible on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So if you're actually in career transition, if you're looking for a job, you probably want to be as visible as possible. So you may want to expand that out. Um I usually say cap it around three thousand because you're only allowed to send out 3,000 invitations. So that makes that easy. You can accept up to 30,000, but you can only send out 3,000. And somewhere around 5,000 connections, LinkedIn starts getting really hinky. Mm. I can't actually use it as effectively as some of my clients Mm -hmm. um, because I just, I have too many connections on LinkedIn, quite frankly. So that's, um, that's, that's why that 300 to 3,000, it really comes down to your visibility. You know, LinkedIn is only as usable as the size of your network, because you're only as visible as the size of your network. Sure. So um, you gave me a new word, hinky. I didn't know what that <laughs> meant. But I, I'm, I'm, I've got all kinds of imaginations about what that what that <laughs> might look like. But um, it, so suppose uh, I'm thinking about not just a new job in what I've been doing. So like we talked about CFO for hire. You know, I'm looking yep. for another CFO job. That's when your network that you've built up is probably pretty close to the same network that you'll have in the new role because you're not really shifting careers. But what about somebody who's really doing a career jump? You know, for instance, like you did. Right. (laughs) Um, How do you how do you um, keep your current network in play and pivot in place on LinkedIn so that you aspirationally start connecting into a new uh, set of people and they accept your network connections because of what they see there. Do you have some tips on that? Yeah, it's um, it, it it's an interesting dilemma. Um, and I and I have a lot of clients as well who have two completely, you know, they do two completely opposite things. And how do I manage that? First of all, it's kind of inferred in your question. You want to actively go out and do a search for that other um, network of people, that other type of person, mm-hmm. the easiest way to find those folks is in groups of mm-hmm. like-minded others. Yes. So if you're moving from the CFO to the CEO or the CFO to something completely to a, you know, a, a software engineer, if you're moving yeah, from the profit to the nonprofit like, segment, even, or, you know, yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. If you're taking a slight sidestep or a giant leap, mm-hmm. um, start, uh, joining some groups where the people that you're going to be wanting to invite to connect are in. And you can just do that by a simple group search. Um, and then you can actually use the summary section on LinkedIn. And most people just ignore it. It's called background. It's still above the fold. It's right under your personal information section. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can use that to tell your story. And so when people from this new uh, this new industry, come in and see. Well, all your past history is over here on the left hand side. 
but hey, I'm going to read the summary section and here's your story about why you're in transition or why you're moving to this new industry or why you've taken these steps, then they're a lot more likely to accept your invitation. The reason you want to join the groups is you can send an invitation through a group Mm -hmm. to connect, or Mm -hmm. quite frankly, you can just send a message through a group to connect to people who are not first level connections. Mm -hmm. So this is where you can really start to grow your network in a new industry, in a new area without having to jump through quite as many of, of LinkedIn hoops. And how many groups are there in LinkedIn now? You probably know that (laughs) number off the top of two million groups. So, it, you know, you need Google to search the groups on, exactly. on LinkedIn, right? Because there's 2 million groups. And if you don't find one that matches, form your own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you can't find one that matches, do a happy dance. Yeah, and, uh, that, uh, yeah, and then like, become 2 million in one. <laughs> exactly. Now, now, what are some of the LinkedIn horror stories? I mean, these are the pitfalls that you've, you've probably seen them, and you might even put them up in one, of your, in one of your webinars. <laughs> you did what? I've done them. Oh, you've I've done, done them? All of them. Okay. So Mostly if you if you, what do you tell people definitely don't do this? Well, definitely um going back to the I've got two careers or I've got two jobs or I'm moving from one to the other, should I create a second account? Huge no-no to create a second account. Mm. I had a second account because I had my real account, which was my paid account, my premium account, which had all the connections and all the recommendations. And then I created a free second fake account. It wasn't really fake. I mean, it was still me, but a a second account. So I could see what was happening with premium accounts and with free accounts Mm because they, it's a different level of service. Um, a competitor turned me in and LinkedIn made me delete, you know, one or the other. Well, obviously the, the, the free one went, which was unfortunate because actually I liked the free one more. Mm. Um, it, I had a lot less people in it. I was interacting more effectively with the people who was, you know, 30,000. It's just hard to manage that. I had like eight or 900 people in my, in my quote, fake account. Um, but, but LinkedIn will make you choose. If they find out you have two accounts, whether it's by accident or on purpose, they will make you choose. So that's one thing to keep that from happening. Um, don't do it, but also in the settings section, you can add all your email addresses. Mm-hmm. add all the ones you have now, the ones you've had in the past, the ones you might have, no, not the ones you'll have in the future until you get them, <laughs> but add all your email addresses. That way, if someone invites you to connect at your old email address, which happens to be the only one they might have, LinkedIn is not going to try and create a second account for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so really important to do that. So don't have two accounts. Okay. The other thing I see, it drives me up a wall because I know how damaging it can be. Um, Someone taught me and someone's continuing to go around and teach people to put something other than their last name in the last name field. So I was Vivica Von Rosen, colon space, LinkedIn expert. Mm. Um, when LinkedIn finds that, if, if LinkedIn finds you using one of the fields, one of the information fields. Um, for another purpose. You know, it, yeah, for another purpose, exactly. Um, they, w- they essentially make you invisible. Um, so I went from getting 20 to 30 warm, I mean, overnight, I went from getting 20 to 30 warm leads a, a week mm. to maybe two or three. Mm. And, and it's still not up to what it was. They put you um, in LinkedIn that, purgatory. I have, I've been, you know, it's, you can find me on Google way easier than you can find me on LinkedIn, <laughs> which is needless to say damaging. And I played with the idea of starting another account and, and building it up again. But you know, the Forbes list keeps me on. Once I go. drop off the Forbes list, I might do that. But um, that's, you know, that's a, that's a real no, no. So don't put anything other than your last name in the last name that's field. A good tip. And don't use 
LinkedIn, obviously this audience is, is for folks in career transition, but don't use LinkedIn to pitch yourself necessarily. Mm. Don't go find a bunch of recruiters and say, hire me, hire me, hire me, hire mm. me. All things being equal, people do business and people hire people they know, like, and trust. So you want to begin to build this sense of trust by, you know, posting updates of things that you think people in your industry would be interested in, mm -hmm. by commenting and, and, and engaging with people in groups um, where, you know, you can kind of showcase your knowledge and your skills. If you, if you are in the area of marketing and you like writing, um, LinkedIn has something called LinkedIn Publisher that allows you to create blog link posts, which, by the way, get crazy views. I get way better views on the content I post, um, full-length content I post on LinkedIn than I do on my own blog, which gets thirty or 40,000 views a month, too. So it's really interesting to see how LinkedIn has evolved. Essentially, just position yourself as someone knowledgeable, as someone helpful, reach out to people, engage with people. You can always say, hey, I noticed you work at this company or in this industry. Do what I do with Bob Berg, you know. Um, I'm looking for a mentor. I would love some advice. Who would you recommend I talk to? Um, a friend of mine was, a, was looking for a position. I've, I've been highlighting him because his name's Brian Seeley. He has just the best LinkedIn profile ever. Be B-R-Y-A-N-S-E-E-L-Y. Way better than my profile. We'll, it we'll, is put that link, we'll put that link in the show notes so people can go out there and take a look at his profile. Yeah, take a look at his profile. He just got off. Oh, I better. I, I don't think I'm allowed to say that yet. <laughs> um, let's just put it this way. Someone on Shark Tank had a conversation with him today. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and so he, um, he's, he's just got, he, he just got a new job. He might be getting a job with this other person. Um, just, there's a lot going on in his life because he has created a profile that is helpful. That is useful. His is very, very funny. And he's an engineer too. Go figure. I didn't know engineers could be funny. He's <laughs> hilarious. So think outside the box. That's the other piece of advice I would give you. When you're, when you're creating your LinkedIn profile, it doesn't have to be just a resume upload. Mm. Think outside the box. It says experience. It doesn't say jobs. What right. experience do you bring to the table? You know, there's so much that you could do with the LinkedIn profile. Right. Now, I'm going to raise my hand on behalf of our listeners because I'm, I'm guessing that a number of them say, you know, Vivica, that's great. And you got to understand the reason I'm not on Facebook is because it's a oh. time sink. Now, all the things that you just described and all the great things that we can do on LinkedIn just seem like they could take a tremendous amount of time. How do you, ad how do you advise busy executives to strategically do what you're suggesting on LinkedIn without having them it soak up all their, their time? Exactly. Um, first of all, even though my book's LinkedIn Marketing an Hour a Day, that's the name of the series. Mm -hmm. I, I tried to get them to change it to LinkedIn Marketing 15 minutes a day. They wouldn't do it. <laughs> you can get in and out of LinkedIn in 15 minutes. And the thing is, if you're an executive um, and you have the resources, you can even hire someone. And I, I've hired a few, folk, uh, a few folks who, who, who do some of the more menial stuff for me. But even if you don't have those kind of resources, you can easily get in and out of LinkedIn in about 15 minutes a day, create a checklist for yourself of what you need to do so you don't get caught up in the crazy cat video stories. But again, 
with LinkedIn, there's not so many. You know, you might be reading LinkedIn Pulse. It's their newsreader. It always has really interesting articles that you can share. Um, you might be checking up on what your friends are doing. Uh, you know, did they get a promotion? Um, are they traveling to Fiji? Whatever. But mostly it's just business related. And you're probably not going to get sucked into that Facebook vortex. Uh, but yeah, having scheduling your time, you know, even put it on a timer. You should do that for Facebook too. Even put it on a timer, go in, do your work, get out, move on with your day. Well, you know, Vivica, every episode of Reinventure Me, we like to put a challenge out to the audience as, uh, as it relates to what they might do next. And it sounds like that's a pretty good challenge. I think so. Yeah. Create a, create a checklist for yourself of things I told you to do today and of things that just make sense. Things like post an update once or twice a day, check your inbox and respond to people who've invited you to connect, do a search and see who's out there in groups that you might want to connect with, send an invitation or two. Well, LinkedIn is a, a very powerful tool to manage any kind of transition. And, and Vivica, I couldn't think of a better person to have on this program to demonstrate that than, than one who's gone from a, <laughs> a job looking at LinkedIn as a possible marketing tool to becoming yeah. the LinkedIn expert. And I'm going to have a link to your uh, book at the in the show notes, a, a LinkedIn uh, on uh, 15 minutes a day, right? Yep, link, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn, what should be 15 minutes, but is an hour a day. You get it. You, you, you have <laughs> LinkedIn in an hour a day, but it's really only 15 minutes. You that have Vivica's permission title. to strike out an hour a day on the cover <laughs> and write in 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Vivica, it's, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. So glad you could take time out to be with us. And I know that there are a lot of tips in what you had to say and a lot of more stuff that's in your book. But how do people get a hold of you? Where do you live on the web so they might be able to find you? Sure. So my website is linkedintobusiness.com. Um, you can go there. I've got a ton of uh, blog articles and I have guest bloggers now. Woohoo! Um, so there's always a lot of really great inv information. It's not always in my voice, which is probably a good thing. Um, I'm at LinkedIn expert on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, you know, just join us. We have a, uh, we actually have a LinkedIn chat every Tuesday night. Um, usually now moderated by my uh, co-moderator, Steve Cassidy, but um, we bring in amazing, uh, other amazing LinkedIn experts to share their information, um, people who create third-party applications, just all kinds of really good stuff. That's Tuesday night at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, if you Google LinkedIn expert, my LinkedIn pro on my LinkedIn profile is the first one to show up. Thank you, Google. Um, feel <laughs> as long free as you don't have two accounts on Google, right? they won't get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you can't find me on LinkedIn, but you should be able to find me on Google. So, <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, but yeah, that that that's a that's a couple of places you can find me. You're all over, which is which is terrific. And you make your home in Colorado still. Do I love it here? Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I grew up there and uh, love going back. But that's um, that's probably going to have to be as much time as we can give this show today, Vivica. And I just want to really thank you again for being a part of it. Uh, for those of you who are interested in getting at the show notes, you'll find it at reinventure.me slash three one. We'll have links to all of uh, Vivica's resources there and you will uh, learn a lot by just uh, perusing them. I went through one of her workshops again recently and uh, she goes at a million miles an hour and dumps a lot of stuff and it's always good. There's always something you can pick up out of it. And I, I'm glad that you're able to be on this show with us, Vivica. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you again. Thank you so much.
All right. Well, that's all the time we have today, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week on another episode of Reinventure Me. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.